Grow up, IGN. Your James Gunn take is ridiculous. Shazam, Bumblebee, and Wonder Woman? It must be Comic-Con. And don't expect an autograph from Captain Kirk. That ain't happening. All of this and so much more on The Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. Rock, paper, scissors, 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 scissors,
some comics. He was actually the only comic seller there. Yeah, at a Comic-Con. There was Again. Yeah. And we were talking about the fact that you go to Comic-Cons and you can't buy comics. Yeah, find them anywhere for the most part. What is wrong with people? Yeah, you go to Comic-Con for video games. You go to Comic-Con for all your anime stuff and the, the, the pop Jet Japan, pop Asia stuff. It's what you'll go there for. You go there for, for gaming and tabletop gaming and you'll go there for cosplaying and for meeting TV and film stars, but will you find comics anywhere? No. You'll go well, there for I've frozen say, yogurt guy, before you'll this find. This guy was pretty awesome. I yeah. I'll have to find out what his name is. Um, we weren't really formally introduced, but we had a nice chat anyway. And he was selling old Beano annuals, which was pretty awesome because Kalea was really excited and she bought like five, and then he gave her one for free, and it was awesome, and it was just fun to have a guy talking about old comics there and, and just getting into that sort of thing. So it was, it was fun. Yeah. And he even said, um, before he even started for the company he works for now, which sells a lot of um, comics, but also figurines and things like that as well, he was saying that when his partner said, hey, you need to come to the uh, Birmingham MCM Comic-Con with me, and he's like, I don't want to do that. There's going to be a load of weirdos dressed up. And it's going to be strange. <laughs> and he said he he walked in and he was like, this is super fun. Yeah. I really, really like this. It's not anything like I was expecting. And again, just another like plus that the community out there, all of the nerds, all of the geeks, all of you are people so out amazing. there. It's always so amazing. All so amazing and so accepting. And it was just really nice to hear that from somebody. He was a bit older and, you know, and, and was okay with the fact he had been jaded about the community, and now he's like, oh, yeah, actually, they're pretty darn cool. I get this now. Yeah. And that's what it was at this one, even though it was small. And I don't want to knock it by, by any means because all of the vendors there were, were amazing. They were fantastic. We had a, a whole bunch of the, the cosplay companies come through. We didn't have, like, the 501 from Star Wars, but we had yeah. some kind of like that that they came through for Star Wars and Ghostbusters. They were wandering by even some Predator uh, cosplayers. No, they did a really good the, job. Um, Vader's Raiders, which is a local berry uh, cosplay group. Now they're not as strict as the 501, but they, they did a good job. Everybody was there having fun, and you could tell that everyone that was there, they weren't expecting the, the, the big, massive things you'd get in the Londons and the, and the, the large cons around the no. world, but they were just there for a good time, and our kids had a great time. We took actually just our daughter and her friend there. Uh, my son was at a birthday party, but they had a good time just, just seeing everyone that dressed up, going to the stalls, looking at things. Our daughter got in the, the cosplay competition and just had a really, a really fun time because uh, our daughter was dressed up as Fluttershy. Uh, put together a really neat costume for her, and it's just really fun. Now, before we get too far into this, though, I, I, I need to vent. I need to get something off my chest. Okay. Now, I need to preface this with the fact that I believe that we do have to be held accountable uh, for the things that we say, the actions that we do, that there there is a line at which we, we are accountable for what we do, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and that even in some drastic instances, if, if it's if it's bad enough, if what we do is 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 a, a egregious enough action, then things like getting fired and things like that should happen. Yes. Based on our actions. Now, yesterday, Friday the twentieth, 
Uh, news broke that James Gunn had been fired for some highly insensitive and controversial tweets. You, I'm sure you saw this. I did. Now, now for me, th- th- this was like a, a punch in the gut. It really took the, the, the wind out of me because James Gunn is just synonymous with Guardians of the Galaxy. He, he wrote them. He directed them. He put his heart and his soul into those two movies. And to then hear that he was fired from the set of Guardians 3 before their filming, it, it really, really kind of hit me. But, but given the nature of the tweets, I saw some of the tweets, it does fall in line with what happened to Roseanne. If you saw, she had some tweets that went out there that were some very offensive tweets, and she was fired from her show. We Do you are mean Roseanne Barr? Roseanne Barr, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they restarted her sitcom. Did you not know that part as well? Yeah. Okay, so they relaunched it, and she had some very offensive tweets that went out that she put out, uh, and they fired her off of the show. Okay, but these, uh, these tweets from James Gunn, weren't they like 10 years ago? And that's... That's what I just learned that made me, well, not just, but then when I looked into it, that's what got me so frustrated because, yes, these are a decade-old tweets. So Disney hired him knowing about this because you know that they double-check absolutely everything about absolutely everybody that they hire on. Yeah, but sometimes these can get lost, but that, that's my thing, though, is we go back no, 10 years into somebody's shown, past. Disney knew about it. Okay, and maybe it's, well, that, that, that's even a whole other thing there. But, but 10 years, right, 10 years, a decade, are we not allowed to make mistakes? mistakes a single mistake in our lives now this wasn't rape this wasn't murder this wasn't something where okay no regardless of when it happened you must be held accountable for that that's not what happened he, he simply put comments out there were they highly insensitive comments well y- yes they were but but 10 years ago you're digging 10 years into someone's past and so where does that statute of limitations actually come into play that say you know what a person can change a person can actually make a difference in their life because 10 years down the road is a lifetime in terms of personal development, bettering oneself, seeing mistakes, and trying to be a better version of who you are. You know, back when I was in middle school, I can tell you for a fact that I made some homophobic and insensitive slurs towards other boys on the playground that I wanted to offend. Okay, these came out of my mouth. I know this. I said them. I can look back. Am I proud of them? Not at all, but the things that I've did. Now, I've bettered myself. I'm pretty proud of who I am today as far as the kind of character and the person that I am. Um, But are we going to go back now 20 years? Are we going to go back 30 years? Should I be fired from my position as a youth worker today, as an IT professional today because of what I said in my past 20 years ago now? Is that the direction that we're going right now? And IGN, who I have a lot of respect for, I I really enjoy what IGN puts out there. They picked up on the story, and they simply walked this company line of kind of cowing to the public outcry, belittling and berating James Gunn for something that he said over a decade ago. Now, I saw a lot of tweets going on about that, but actually I saw overwhelming, overwhelming backing of James Gunn. But and not the from the media. You're making but it. not the from the media. media. I'm sorry, Sean. The idea of the media, and we have to come underneath this as well, is bad news is good news. That is the credence. That is the raison d'etre of the media outlets. Yeah. Bad news is good news. So if it's bad, if it's horrible, if it's any of those things, it's going to sell a lot more papers than, oh, look at that fuzzy squirrel. Isn't it cute? I can't. 
because you look at every it's the hypocrisy of this is terrible because I guarantee every member at IGN that's there that's making these statements have things in their past that they are ashamed of and yet they're going to stand there and say how how horrible you are James Gunn to have said these things 10 years ago how terrible it is that you said that and not think that you know what in 10 years maybe somebody can change maybe, maybe we can get a little bit better maybe in 10 years we can better ourselves okay a minute 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 do you know James Gunn personally I don't but I've seen the people that are coming to his his aide right now, Dave Batista, others from the set have come forward and said, you know what, this is one of the most loving, caring, overwhelmingly just loving people that are out there. And the fact that these are coming up, this is not wait, who wait. he is. Has Chris Pratt said it? Chris Pratt has not said it, though. I want to hear Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt will say because it. Because I respect Chris Pratt. I totally respect what Chris Pratt has to say about things. So if he comes out and says it, then I'm all backing it. Now, I am completely in agreement. That, you know, honestly, people, you have to watch what you put online. You have to watch what no, you I put under online. I understand that. Stupid. You definitely do. Literally, do not be stupid. You know, something came up on my timeline the other day. Oh, quite a few years ago. We all had those um, pictures that had loads and loads of little, like, pictures of, like, maybe Mario characters. Yeah. And they had, like, you know, the the comedic one, the stupid one, and everything else. And you were supposed to tag your friends as all the ones. And I looked at it now and I was like, oh my goodness, why on earth did I ever do that? That's so mean. Yeah. But it's so, you know, at the time it was just like, oh, everybody's doing these. It's so much fun. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, I would never do that. That's just not a good idea. We grew up, you know, and then this no. really is what amounts to holding a 10-year grudge. If yeah. you're the one holding a 10-year grudge, you're the one that needs to grow up. Not James Gunn. James Gunn has grown up. You're now holding a 10-year grudge against someone. Grow up, IGN. Grow up, Disney, because this is ridiculous. And Disney did know about it. They knew about it. Yeah. Hello, you knew about it. Okay, so I, you're, I just... Yeah. I'm sorry, but Disney, you kept saying, oh, we're only going to hire people who are good and wholesome and pure and everything else. What happened to Anne Hathaway? Really? Yeah. What happened to Anne Hathaway? We're not bringing Anne Hathaway up. This is James Gunn but right I'm now. But I'm just saying. I understand. They keep saying, oh, we're only going to hire people who are good and pure and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Every single one of the actors that they get playing on. No, I'm not going to say every single one of them because that's a generalization. That is a and a very stereotype. Large generalization. That's not very nice. But I'm just saying that you are hiring people with pasts who have done things that aren't very Disney okay. Yeah. No, no. Let's face it, Deadpool is not very Disney okay. No, that's, you could say that's Fox, though, really. They're buying Fox. I, I know they are. And, and, They're and, and buying so Deadpool. They're buying the crass loudmouth that Deadpool is. So you know what, Disney? If that's okay, then why isn't James Gunn okay? No, again, don't get me wrong. What he said was terrible. The, the, the tweets were very offensive. They were not good tweets. So we don't want to defend that. But again, no. it, it, it's, it's the fact that this is this is 10 years removed. This is so far removed from what he did that, it, that there has to be a grace period, a point where we can say, you know what? And America's all about that. America's all about second chances. America's all about embracing people that have fallen and helping them back up. So why are we holding this against somebody 10 years later? I don't know. And I just needed to get that off. And I think I'm done with that now. Do you know, I'm going to I'm gonna roll on that one a little bit. Okay. Okay. Talking about grudges. Do you remember that um, bet we had like years and years and years ago about, was it spooning or something like that? And, oh, you that know, spooning it, wasn't in the, uh, the dictionary. Yeah. Okay. So and I, 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 th I thought bet. it was, yes. And I, I made you your apricot and crumble. And it took like 10 years for you to make me it that apricot like crumble. It was like six, but yeah, go ahead. No, it wasn't six. Or eight. 
But go ahead. Go. So, so where, where are you going with it? I made well, you your well, apricot you know, crumble, which these, was the... We make okay. these bets, but you, you don't come up with the goods while I, I win did. these bets. I came so, up with that. I just took a long time to find the right we've recipe. We've had a recent bet about the Meg. We do have this bet. That, you know, he, Jason Statham, you're saying he's going to ride the Megalodon like a sandworm Like out a of sandworm Dune. out of Dune. Yeah, he will and do that. I am saying that he is going to punch it in the face. Well... Hold on, hold on, no. Sorry. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Your exact words were punch it in the nose. It has to be in the nose. If it's not in the nose, it does not count. The nose, yeah. No, no. The but nose is oh just the end of the shark. Sean. So if it's in the eye or the jaw, no, no, no. It has to be in the nose. That was your bet. Yes. Well, anyway, <laughs> Den of Geek is quoted. Quoted. They haven't seen the movie yet. Quoted. Okay, Actually, read it. They have. Read it. The Campia Blossom Act to Entertainment with everyone inevitability waiting for the moment that the state does a flying punch on the Megalodon. The microphone is dropped. End of period. Okay, hold on. You lose. Hold, hold on. Hold on. You lose. Good day. Oh, yes. You lose. Good day, sir. Um. You're saying that they're waiting for the moment, as if it might I'm never that happen. You're saying in the else review is winning. I have won. You ending. haven't won until we've seen the movie. So yes, yes the, the Meg I is coming know. out. It's a movie about a seventy. Winning. <laughs> it's a movie about a, what a seventy-five foot shark yes. that Jason Statham has to punch in the nose and take down. That's what has to happen. Yes. Okay. It's not out yet. I am so won this. Okay. Nina, Nina, Nina. Is that all you wanted to do? Yeah. Is that your movie news for today? No. Okay. Are, are you moving on? Would you like me to talk about some of the excitement I've seen coming out of San Diego Comic-Con? Because there is a lot coming out that I'm set, I'm excited about. <sighs> what do you mean? Yeah. <sighs> you would love to be at San Diego Comic-Con right now. Tell me you wouldn't. Okay, well, actually, you know, in a lot of ways, though, j just from the people that I know that have gone, when you go and try to experience it all, you can't. You no. can't get into the panels. If you want to see a panel, you're camped out overnight for some of these panels yeah. just to get in to see. And that ends up being your Comic-Con experience. I'll be honest. I know everybody keeps saying, oh, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go. I really don't. I was really excited to go to WonderCon. I enjoyed WonderCon. And that was crazy enough for me. And I still got to see loads of people that I wanted to see. Yes, I didn't get to go and see, you know, some of the other massive, massive, massive names and everything because they only turned up at Comic-Con. But I'm not going to sit outside for hours on end and camp outside. You know, I did that in my late teens, 20s to go and watch Lord of the Rings. I'm not doing that now. Yeah, well, no. One of the things that I've heard, though, and that I, I, I really wanted to get involved in uh, early on, but now that it... It's some of them are massive though. Is, is so much of the off-site stuff that happens around San Diego Comic Con, uh, where you had the Nerd HQ back when Zach Levi started that. It was something that was small. It was intimate. He'd have the cast of Community in there. He'd have Kevin Smith in there. He'd have the Big Bang mm -hmm. cast roll through, and it'd be like you and three hundred people, and that's it. And you have all of these awesome people, and then they got really big, but they're still. And, and then I think he rents it out uh, Qualcomm Park and got fifty thousand people in there for those events later on. But there's still a lot of these small intimate events that happen that, that people mm. say. Are, are, are really great maybe though. we should go next year and then we could rent out that shakespeare pub because that place was awesome and then we can have like a you know like little live kind of like podcast that would be a lot of fun and, and we'll and we'll, like and we'll invite and zach levi by to come and talk pints about and pints and podcasts 
That'll be our new podcast. <laughs> All right, let's get this no. one rolling. For we, ju- we just started this one, so let's get this one going first before we decide to start another okay, podcast. Can we carry on talking about Zach Levi? I love me some Zach Levi. That's one of the the awesome things. Now, no, okay, the hold on. I, I know. Hold on. You told me how you feel about this one. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that came out of SDCC, one of the things that I thought I'd be excited about, and I'm not saying I'm not, was Shazam, because it had. What does that have to do with anything? That's how I feel about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Shazam was Zach Levi uh, coming in and playing the uh, the Billy Batson orphan. That we, we don't need to get into the whole backstory. No. Now, the trailer hit the convention floor. Yeah. The entire cast that was on hand for the Q&A, which, which is great. I mean, having Zach Levi there with everyone else, that's great to me. I love that. Um, but the trailer, here, here's how I felt about the trailer. It really felt like Tom Hanks in Big kind of meets a, a superhero-esque type element. So Big wasn't necessarily a, a, a suspenseful, dramatic type of movie. It was a bit cheesy. It was a bit corny, right? Big mm-hmm. was a corny. And that's kind of the feel that I got from this. But you have this little boy that's all of a sudden grown up and has superpowers and kind of like the greatest American hero meets Superman, meets Big, mash them together, and this is the baby! Shazam! You know, that's kind of what came out of it. Epic fail. That's how I feel about it. I know. Now, the suit did look a bit cheesy. It wasn't that. He had great one-liners. No. Here's my issue, is that I saw the trailer for The Titans, and I was like, DC, you found it. You found what you're good at. Yeah, that DC, that Titans. You are down and dirty and creepy and a little bit rough. That's DC. That's where you need to be. Leave the puff. Leave the fun for Marvel. You can have your few little titters in there, your little <laughs> a little now and again, but that's who you are. The biggest good movies that that DC have done was The Dark Knight with um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. That's where they made their money. That's where they've made people come back yeah, and love them. They were down and they were gritty in and that. And I agree. And then they turned around and started trying to go, oh, look, let's be like Marvel because we can't think of anything ourselves. Well, that, that was the problem. And then the they problem. bring out the Titans trailer. And I think, actually, you found it again. That's what you're good at. And then there's Shabazam. Oh, you know what? I love you, Zach Levi. I do. I really do. And when they killed you in Ragnarok, it cut me down. It really did. Because you had a grinning character. However, no. 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 Okay. I, no. I, I agree with you in that DC sometimes seems lost in the, in the way they want the feel of their movie to come across because Justice League, y- you didn't really tell, is this an adult movie? Is this a kid movie? Are they trying to get down and dirty? Are they trying to keep it light? And, and it kind of left you, how did that movie make me feel? You didn't really know walking out of it. It basically took like 50 elements from Marvel movies and then tried to shove it into one DC movie. Yes, and so you, you see that movie, and then we do see this Titans trailer, this new live-action series that will be on the DC, uni- DC Universe. Is that what it's called? Oh, They're I calling their streaming service. Um, and it, it, looks, it looks raw. It looks real. And, and when, when Robin drops the F Batman right in the middle of the trailer, you're like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? So, so that's not why I like it, but, but it, it helps. 
But uh, it, it looks really cool. It look, and, yeah, it and, and they really brilliant. knew where they were going with that. But I, th- I think, though, that this is okay as well because they're, they're not trying to be raw. They're not trying to be this suspenseful, serious movie. They're, you know what? This is going to be a corny movie. We have Zach Levi. Zach Levi that brought us Chuck. Zach Levi that, that is a cornball. He's fun. He's and lovable. That. And that's what they're trying to do with it. Why can't they? As long as they no. embrace, as long as they embrace it for that movie, and don't try to make it seven things no, and say this is what, what we are. No, because what they're then gonna do is they'll go, oh look, now we've got Shazam, the same way as um, the Avengers have just got Captain Marvel. So now we should add Shazam to the Justice League, and that will make everything better. And it won't make everything better. It will make it a million times worse. Zach. Just say no. Just pull out right now and say, I'm not doing this crap. It's already done. The movie's made. I want to be who I am, and I love the person you are, and you are so much fun to watch. You really are. And I will watch Shazam just because of you. Not because it's a DC movie. Not because it even looks good. Because it doesn't. But because you are awesome. However, this does not fit DC. DC, stop messing about because you are making me really lose faith in you. Well, you take one little step forward, <laughs> and then you take did you have 50 in them? steps what back. What faith did you have in them to begin with? I told them that the, the trailer for Titans, take one step forward and 50 steps back with Shazam, because it was like, you didn't need to do it. But why you can't they do multiple do things? It. Why can't they be multiple because things? Because they don't do it well. I'm excited about Shazam. Does it look cheesy? Absolutely. Does it look like... And you get mad at me for wanting to watch Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. It is a sci-fi channel movie. It should be on the sci-fi channel. Leave it. Yeah, okay. I'll disagree a little bit, but that's okay. Zach Levi is going to chuck this movie up and it's going to be great. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. You're going to eat those words. I know it doesn't look the best, but I think it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'll be there with bells on. Yeah. I'll be there with bells on. Now, so what else from San Diego caught your attention? What what else caught your eye because really the bulk of the rest of what I have is from okay. Comic-Con. So the two things that really caught my eye is uh the trailer for Discovery season 2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it looks so good. Yes, I am so excited. Okay, here's here's how I feel about the. I mean, the, the void that that, that uh, Jason Isaacs is leaving there, though, it, it feels palpable. You feel like there's just something missing because he really did bring a larger than life presence yeah, to the screen. But you don't see him, and you don't see Michelle Yeoh, except they're both listed in the cast so so they are for first season two they are listed as far as yeah i thought so as far as i know they are both listed in the cast they can't just get rid of her because she's still there he might have been pretend dead but who's to say that he isn't actually still there somewhere his other version of himself yeah okay and and that's really what i hope they do because he he really to me he carried a large chunk of that show j- just because of the presence he brought to the screen that it seemed like he he really filled it out and helped carry the cast around him. not not to d- diminish the cast around him at all because I think everyone in that series has done a fantastic job but but there's something that he brought that's just that little extra spark that really made made me fall in love with Star Trek Discovery and I hope he can come back because they're really looking to expand this world if they're going to bring Patrick Stewart on board I am really excited to see what they can do with Star Trek and I, I hope they can keep him around as well because he was a 
very, very solid character for the show. Yeah, I... Uh, do you know, I just loved it. It was the first season was so good. It twisted around so much. I didn't expect to it, like it as much as no, I did. No, I didn't either. I mean, I, I enjoy Star War, uh, Star Trek. I do. It's not it's not as favorite as Star Wars. I'm not going to lie. But honestly, it's just been really, really, really a good, a good show. It's been brilliant. I just, I saw this second season. And I think what's really nice about it is that Although they've played up, there's a lot more depth of what's going on because you know who Burnham is, you know who the characters, you know who Saru is. They've actually amped it up with the fact that they're now more comfortable with each other. So they've actually played up a lot of the trailer is very funny. And you didn't see that so much in the first season. There was moments. It was more serious. It the was first very season much more of se- Discovery was serious. more serious. But yeah. this doesn't feel out of place. It f- I mean, I was chuckling and thinking, oh my gosh, that was just like such a thing. Like they get into an elevator with this alien and he just doesn't even speak English. And he, she's like, oh yeah, you've got a sore throat. I see that. You know, how are you doing? And then he sneezes on this other guy and it's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just... But there was just moments like that, and it was so nice to see. But the fact that we don't see at all Michelle Yeoh, and obviously she's got to be in it. She's now pseudo in charge of the Discovery. That's an important thing. Kind of, but then in the trailer, they just bring Pike back right away. Yeah, but where does she go? And the fact that she's not in that trailer, I think, speaks volumes. And I think that's why we've not seen Jason Isaacs yet. Now, it isn't necessarily confirmed or not confirmed. On I've looked on IMDb, I've checked around, but I think we're going to see Jason Isaacs back. I don't think they're going to cut him because he was such a brilliant character. And those little red, whatever they are, disturbances, I think they've got a lot to do with him, as well as Mr. Spock. Yes. Because they do talk about Mr. Spock okay. in the trailer. And, and, and it really falls in line with what uh, DC did with the, with the Flash, the TV show. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh played the, this character, played it so well. There was such just a following for him that they were supposed to kill him off at the end of season one. And, and they, you think they do, but then they find a way to bring him back in a, in a different way, in different versions, from different dimensions. And it, it really works well because he was such a strong character. And I, 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 again, I hope they do that with, with Jason. Uh, it, it would really be a loss to that franchise to not have him around anymore. Mm. And, and I'd, I'd like to see him involved still. Do you know, you, you just said something, and all I heard was this. You would like the Flash TV show. That's all I heard when you, you said You would DC. like the Flash TV That's show. That's all I heard. Okay. That's all I heard. Uh, the second thing that I was really excited about is From the new San trailer. Diego? Yeah. Okay. The new trailer for The Crimes of Grindelwald, oh, Fantastic Beasts. This was great. Okay, so did you see any of what happened actually at San Diego Comic-Con? No. With this trailer? So the, the, the cast shows up, right? Ezra mm-hmm. Miller, he, he's coming back and reprising his role as, uh, is it Credence? Yes. Credence, okay. And he shows up to the panel wearing a pink Toadette cosplay. Yeah, I saw did that. Did you see that? Okay. <laughs> I love that, the fact that he's there doing that. And so they show a little bit extra footage, and then Johnny Depp shows up in full Grindelwald outfit as well. So they have the whole cast there. Uh, you have uh, Catherine Waterston, Eddie Redmayne, D- uh, Dan Fogler, Zoe Kravitz, Ezra Miller, and then Johnny Depp, of course, and Can a couple others. Can I just others. say how much I love Dan Fogler? Oh, he, he makes that. I have that. loved him since I saw him in Fanboys. And what about Balls, of, Balls Fury? of Fury? Balls I of own Fury. Balls of Fury. Thank you very much. Not many people have seen that, but I've seen it and yes. I own it. 
but I have loved him specifically since I saw him in, in Fanboys. Fanboys, Fanboys was, was classic. That made me giggle so much. And now seeing him actually being utilised, because I've seen like the Jonah Hills. And what's the guy who does um, The Snowman? What Snowman? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you want to... The, the, uh, yeah, him. Wow. As, uh, Josh Zad. Zad yeah, wow. Gad. Gad, Josh Gad. Yes. Okay. You know, you've I'll get seen there these, eventually. Not be, this isn't being like sizist or anything else, but these bigger comedic guys that you see come along, and I think Dan Vogel has been kind of pushed a little bit to the wayside. That's a role that either of those two could have probably walked into and been fine. But Dan Fogler is just so good, and he's so underutilized, and it's yeah. so nice seeing him. And they've brought him back, even though he kind of lost his memory in the yeah but they've the got it in one. some orb somewhere no, they because saved it all at the end the, he was in his bakery he was making well, all the creatures all, so, so they just repressed that i don't think they removed his memory they no. must have just repressed his memory but somehow that's so exciting to me so i am really i think they actually put some sort of charm on him so he didn't forget everything yeah so i'm excited because it just looks so epic now the big reveal though what was the big reveal that you saw in this trailer at the very end, who shows up? Well, who from Harry Potter lore makes his appearance in this trailer? Oh, yeah. Um, the Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas Flamel. So they're bringing so, – so what part do you think – what role do you think Flamel is going to play in this? I mean, this is something where you, you've heard him talked about in other Harry Potter movies uh, with, the, with the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you think he's going to be bringing to the – the, the Fantastic Philosopher's Beast. Stone. Well, yes, but for why, though? Like, wh what are they bringing him in for? Because Dumbledore was working with Flamel on the Philosopher's Stone. Well, wait, I understand this, though. So we know he's an alchemist. He's been living for hundreds yes, of years already. Yes, but he already. was working with Dumbledore. So obviously something that Dumbledore was working on with Flamel, which is why Flamel has showed up. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll just I'll just pass that because to me there, there there's something deeper that, that's getting missed there. But but really it was kind of funny. I was watching this trailer though, and I was getting a Pokemon vibe from it because every time there was this this disaster happening, it seemed like Newt Scamander just grabbed his suitcase and pulled out whatever monster fit the bill for for solving this problem. And that's kind of how it was in the first one. But they what? really they I made loved, it seem more that no, way in this I one. Loved, I love Zoe um, Kravitz's line in that. You know, you um. She says something along the lines of, you know, you're the nicest person ever because there's not a monster that you can't love. And obviously she's, you know, her family is like the blackest of the black because she's related to Bellatrix the Strange. So her family's dark, very, very dark. And it's just Nuke Scamander is just awesome like that. And I, I like the fact that it's kind of taken a different role and it's brought the Hufflepuffs in and said, you know what, we're awesome as well. You know, Claire got sorted in as a Hufflepuff <laughs> and you're actually a Hufflepuff too, Sean. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a Hufflepuff. In, in like the original series is, you know, it was if you were a Gryffindor or technically a Slytherin, then you know what? You did not matter. You really didn't matter. Well, you didn't get any screen time. No. And if you you're a Ravenclaw, then who cares? Even though they're the smartest of the bunch. And if you're a Hufflepuff, apart from Cedric Diggory, then you're a bunch of duffers and so, you don't know anything. So why wasn't Hermione a Ravenclaw then? She chose. I thought I thought Harry brought it up to them that the hat gave him a choice. No, I, I don't she chose. Okay. Because she says that it said to her, 
you should be in Ravenclaw, but maybe I should put you in Gryffindor. And she chose. Oh, that was I in the book. I don't think she realized she chose, but she did choose Gryffindor. And she goes, but I'm glad I've been put in Gryffindor. Okay. So she sh- she was given the option of going into Ravenclaw. So there you go. But, but you're right. It, it is really cool to see Hufflepuff given some love. Being yeah. that they are like the redheaded stepchild of the Harry Potter universe. They where are they're, the Weasleys. They're, they're, they're just getting nothing. I mean, they, they get no love from anybody. They're slammed by any geek and nerd. They do not want anything to do with being Hufflepuffs. And so seeing Scamander kick some butt I, is really cool. I am cool. actually a Ravenclaw Okay. through and through. Um, I was actually sorted on Pottermore. I was a beta tester for Pottermore before anybody else was. I got on there, spent hours and hours of a night. Well, I'm sure the other beta testers stuff. were on yes, there as well. Yes, we'll ever see you as well. Okay. But Ron Weasley is actually, um, not Ron Weasley, the guy's name, Rupert Grint, is actually a Ravenclaw. He got sorted he and got he's sorted in my Ravenclaws. house. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So okay. there you go. <laughs> All right, so overall impressions, though, of Fantastic Beasts. For me, again, it's like a Pokemon movie is, is what I'm looking forward to here oh, with no, Scamander really and his suitcase. I'm really looking forward to this. I, I choose just, you, Snuffler. They Sniffler. are such pretty movies, Snuffling. and I know this is going to be... There we go. The <laughs> My son has a T-shirt that says, Every day I'm niffling. Love it. Thank ahead. you, World of Wizardry. Um this is the movie I'm taking dad to see this year. I know we right. go and take my dad to a movie every single Christmas. We go and see something that's coming out. This is the movie we're going to take him to see because it, it just looks so good. And I'm just excited to see how they're going to bring Credence back into it. I've yeah, what heard... What are they going to do with his arc? That's interesting. The other thing that I've heard about, and I'm not do- saying any... It's, it, there's a lot of articles out about this is because obviously a few years ago, J.K. Rowling came out with the fact that Dumbledore is gay. Mm-hmm. And apparently that um, Dumbledore was in love with Grindelwald. It has been universally said, though, that the movie will not be giving any kind of input into that area. Okay, they're, they're not going to focus on that side of the storyline. At line. all. So j.k rowling has said it but it has not been technically put into canon i guess you could say it's canon because she said it but then again she's the author of things the world that george lucas has said haven't been put into the star <laughs> wars universe so therefore are they really canon so they're not in the books it is not being put to that light any which way which i think will change some of the perceptions of because you do know that now it does make you look at Dumbledore in a completely new light. Not that's a bad thing, yeah. but just some of the way his choices and his relationships, it kind of goes, oh, wait a minute. Because kind of you get the sense, you know, I always got the sense that, you know, there was a little something going on between him and McGonagall at some <laughs> point. But obviously that's not happening. You know, it's maybe yeah, more friends. of a brother or sister yeah. thing. So anyhow, yeah. but those were the two trailers that I saw and I was like, oh, man, I'm looking for those. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to those. The last thing is just from a Comic-Con that I saw. Uh, first Wonder Woman 1984 footage comes out. It's been revealed. We get our first look at uh, uh, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, which looks really exciting. And then the one that, that I know you keep bashing. You keep knocking this down, but every time people have had a chance to review it and see the see the footage, it just keeps getting better reviews, is uh, the Transformers Bumblebee panel took up the, the massive Hall H in San Diego what are you doing? Come on. Hold on. Yeah, li- hear this one out. The Bumblebee panel takes up the entire Hall H. You know, most of the first impressions about what people uh, is really how this movie has a whole lot of heart. 
which more often than not is a major complaint about previous installments of the franchise, right? I mean, you, you look at the, the, the franchise, you look at the movies, you, you, you would agree with that, that none of those movies have any heart. They're nothing but giant robots, transforming, big action sequences, just kind of just equipping one-liners. I enjoyed the first one, but I like Shia LaBeouf. I know. I really I know like you do. him. But we're getting like an Iron Giant type feel to this where, where you have this bond that's formed between uh, the, the heroine uh, and Bumblebee. And it, 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 there's just a lot of a lot of depth here. And people, the people that are reviewing this right now are saying, you know what, we, we've never been fans of the franchise, but we will go and watch this movie. And that, to me, is the biggest indicator of how this movie is rating right now and the fact that people that would never have considered themselves someone to go and watch a Transformers movie are now going to go and watch a Transformers movie. And so I think mm-hmm. Travis Knight is really hitting this one on the head and what it needs to be to really revive the Transformers franchise. He's bringing a story to one of the movies, which is a novel idea, right? It's actually put a story into a movie as opposed to just big explosions and making you feel something. And actually, but I liked, I even liked the, the dark of the moon, dark side of the moon, the Transformers one there. I mean, how can you not like Ken Jong? I <laughs> love me some Ken Jong. <laughs> You just, like your Chang. you just like your Chang. You just like your Chang. I do, community. and I love the fact that he was actually doing the. Um, he actually judged on America's Got Talent. Is on Netflix. If you want to watch it, it's on Netflix at the moment. The America's Got Talent. It's really fun to watch. Over here, we get Britain's Got Talent, which is great, but they don't get the variety of acts and the strength of acts that we do over there. I'm sorry, we don't generally get them over here. No. And he actually judges with them on the uh, the first set of the cuts in the second round, and it's brilliant. He's so funny. No, he always he brings like, a lot. In one particular, I've just got to say really quickly, in one particular scene, he gets pulled up with Mel B from the Spice Girls. Okay. No, it was Heidi Klum from the Spice uh, Heidi Klum, from <laughs> not from Spice Girls. And there's this guy, and in the first, uh, to get through, he basically put wax on his eyes, then put a bandage around his eyes, then he rounded it round with black tape, and then he covered his whole head with tinfoil. And then he got a range of different things, including a pair of nunchucks, which he put through a piece of wood that somebody was holding, and then managed to throw a knife through a bag of rice that somebody else was holding. And then Howie Mandel has a pineapple on his head, which he picks up a massive samurai sword and cuts it straight in half. So he's pretty crazy. Anyway, so for the second one, he has Heidi Klum sitting with an apple on her head on a plate that Ken Jong's holding, right? Inside the apple, he's taken one of Heidi Klum's rings. He's cored the apple and shoved the ring up in there and then stuck it on a spike so it's kind of held in place and then stands on a rotating, like, disc with a bow and arrow, right? This guy's spinning around and around and around and around and around with a bow and arrow, shoots the arrow... And it goes through the apple and through the ring and hits the target on the other side. Now, Ken Jong is literally standing there like Heidi gets up and she's like, oh, that's so cool. Wow, you've got the ring. You've got the ring. And Ken's just standing there like 
gripping on to nothing because they've taken the plate away and he's just standing there shaking, holding on to the plate. I don't understand. Almost how, wetting how, himself. How? <laughs> how what, why? What, what? Heidi Klum, what, why would they risk the life of Heidi Klum and Howie Mandel? Oh, this guy's good. It doesn't matter if he's I good. Know. If he misses, he puts an arrow through her head. Yeah, well, Simon, Simon turns around and says, I'm just pointing this out right now that if we put you through... I'm not doing anything with you in the live shows. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I cannot see, though, how they – just producers-wise, the executives of the show, how could they risk that, though? Yes, he's know. good. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Wow. It's okay. crazy. I can't wait to see what he does in the, okay, so, in the final, the so, live finals. So what's your point about America's just Got Talent? Oh, Ken, Ken Jong. Jong. That's right. That's where you're going with that. But it was really that. funny because he's just standing there completely like shocked, just shaking <laughs> without a plate in his hand and he can't move. It was really funny. Anyway, so there you go. Okay. Well, that's good. Do you have any other San Diego news, though? Or Not San Diego news, no. Okay. Well, I just really have one more thing. If you have maybe one more thing to kind of wrap up on today, and then I'll kind of go to my last thought. I've got, uh, like, three little things to do. Okay, do your three little things. Okay. Let's see what you got. Um, do them, so make them little. First thing, this week we went and saw Ocean's 8. Yes, we did. With my girl, Sandy B. Disappointed is the word. I think it was. I'll give my quick take on it first. It, it was. It was. It wasn't a bad movie. No. It wasn't a bad movie. But what made the Ocean's movies so good was that you were instantly. You instantly liked Danny Ocean. They, they, were, they were. They were very likable, cool. cool characters that you instantly said, "I either want to be that, or they're just hey, those are really cool people." But when I watched this, I never really liked Sandra Sandra Bullock's character much. It, it was she was there, and she, towards she the was, end, I kind of did. But she was slick, very slick. But she was kind of mean. But she wasn't likable. No. I've never seen her, even when she's playing a bad, like a a villainy sort of role. She's likable. I've always liked her. This is the first time I've looked. I've watched Sandra Bullock and gone. I really didn't like you. Like everybody else, outshone her. Well, it's not that they outshone. I think she played what she was given, but what she was given just didn't make her a likable character. No, she lost her spark. And, and and that's why to me, I just I didn't connect right away with the movie because I I couldn't get behind the lead character. But the story was good. It was a little bit too contrived at the end. I've got to say, it wasn't. I mean, Steven Soderberg was actually um, on there and he was talking about how, you know, how, what what do they call it? Executive producer, I don't know. So anyway, he okay. was there kind of like helping along with the movie, but it didn't have the Soderbergh kind of feel to it. It wasn't smooth and cool and it was a bit, it was, it was worth a watch, but it's a rental. Don't, don't go and waste your money at the movie theatre. It's a, it's definitely one you could rent at home and watch. And don't expect it to be any good as good as any of the other oceans, even Oceans Twelve, which everybody, yeah, it wasn't that great. Yeah, and and so for me, I, I do actually, and I, I wouldn't mind watching it again, no, I just mind. to catch something. So when it goes to like the bargain DVD rack, that's probably when I'll go yeah. ahead. We won't rent it. We'll wait till it's the bargain and buy it. And that's that's about where you should put it in your uh, watching priorities. Yeah. Um, but one of still, the things that good. I was super yeah. excited about when I saw that movie it was a trailer that I've not heard anything about, which is very rare called The Darkest Minds. Now, this looks oh, yes. so good. It's being produced by the people who who did Stranger Things, which is already a massive plus. Um, completely came from the left field. Haven't heard anything about it. Didn't know there was a trailer. 
that's really unusual. Was really. there a Stranger Things panel in San Diego? I didn't hear anything about Stranger Things this I year. I haven't as yet. They could be just filming, um, and that's why. So the um, the quick kind of like blurb of what it's about. Imprisoned by an adult world that now fears anyone under the age of 18, a group of teens form a resistance group to fight back and reclaim control of their future. It's basically um, like young X-Men take on the rest of the world. It looks amazing. It was okay. kind of funny. It had some heart, but it really looked like it was going to get in there and get a bit down and dirty but it w looked brilliant it really did look I, good. I need to see more on it first you I mean you're right yeah. it did have that but the first trailer i was like i want to see that movie now i don't know anything about it there's not a huge amount more information about it but i already saw it and went i want to see that movie okay so that was good last thing was a bit of a review something i watched this week uh the birth of the dragon um, I watched it on Now TV. It's on Sky at the moment. Is it a movie or a show? It's a movie. Okay. It's kind of a mock mock mockumentary. Yeah, one of those things. Um, but it's all about Bruce Lee and um, his fight against Wong Jack Man, who was a Shaolin monk. Now, supposedly, the the history about this is because Bruce Lee was teaching kung fu to the white man in san francisco okay. and wong jackman apparently came over to san francisco to show that this was not okay you do not teach kung fu to you know the westerners as it were um that did not really show in this movie at all and it really kind of made bruce lee look like a bit of a Oh, well, how do I want to put it? That's not really rude. But it made him look a little bit like um, puffed up in places, like really arrogant. Okay. Now, it did have an amazing... There was actually only 13 people during this fight at when this fight happened. Um, and both kind of like sides of the people who happened, the ones who were for Bruce Lee, the people who were for um, Wong Jack Man... Both say the other, you know, both say their guy won and nobody really knows who won. Okay. Okay. Um, but there's this end scene with this fight, including uh, Wong and Bruce Lee go in and try to save this young girl um, from a life of slavery and other things. And this fight scene, I showed it to you, yeah. was just it was good. so it was really funny. Good. It just had me in stitches, and it's uh, it's just so Bruce Lee at the same time. But it was a brilliant, brilliant movie, and uh, because of that, I went ahead and um, I pulled up Fist of Fury, and me and Heezy watched that the other night. <laughs> and uh, Heezy thought it was hilariously funny because he's like, "Mom, why, why, why have they got funny voices?" Is that where they go to the different levels of the? He's kind of fighting his way through the different people. No, and ends up that's fighting... Enter the Dragon. Oh, okay, with Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So this one is more that his um, his teacher has been uh, killed and um, it's actually the, uh, I think it's the Japanese have killed him, but um, he basically goes nuts on them and um, has this massive fight with them, which gets even more funny. At one point, he actually makes them eat paper. That's good. Um, but it's all dubbed because obviously it's all in Chinese and it's completely dubbed. So he, he was confused why these guys were kind of like, their mouths are going blah, 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 blah. And then they're saying, oh, look, it is you needed to speak okay. your words. And that's my thing, though. 
So if you were, for those that are Doctor Who fans, you will know that the air inside the TARDIS gets in your ears and lets you just hear in English what all these other alien species are saying. So you're going to these planets and alien species are speaking alien languages. So wouldn't it always be like you're in a poorly dubbed Japanese movie everywhere you go? Yes. Because their lips would be moving and you'd be hearing something totally different. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're so, right. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, that's but just anyway, a random this, Doctor this Who movie, thought. I mean, I, if, if I, you're I, even interested in Bruce Lee, I don't know if you are. I actually um, have some interest because I've actually enjoyed quite a few of his movies and grew up watching some of them. Um, I just thought this was a great... I mean, it did kind of put Bruce Lee in a in a bad light in a sense, but it wasn't badly badly done it doesn't include his wife or any of that information at all um but it is an interesting look at what happened and the the fight scenes are so well choreographed it does make it really good fun um and what's the n- name of that again just it's people want to look it birth, up the birth of the dragon and it's on right now it's on now tv do you know it's who? on sky i don't i don't know who where it's uh, i think it, well, i just watched it on now tv but um it's a good movie it's brilliant okay. really good Good one to check into. Um, my, my last thought really on the day, it has to do, it, it's only news that came out around San Diego Comic-Con time, but it has to do with William Shatner. Did you catch any of the William Shatner news from this last no. week? No. It's nothing super terrible, but just in, in a recent uh, Twitter rant, as uh, SDCC was getting underway, the iconic, who really is an iconic Star Trek actor, uh, made it plain and clear that he will not sign an autograph or take a picture in public, so do not ask. Okay. Um, you know he's defended his po- he's defended this policy. People took to Twitter right away then and called him very rude uh, by fans who felt there were times where outside of a setting where they have to pay for it, where it should be okay to approach him. And Shatner again said, said just no. And so here's how Shatner defended himself. He said, "I'm out and about with family or waiting for a plane, and, and if I do one, I get a line of fifty. And so whether I say no to number one or twenty-one or fifty, I'm still going to be rude. I'm still going to be a jerk. So I just have to make this policy. Hey." Just, just no, no, none at all. There, there's upsetting in a place for that, and that's Comic-Cons, that's book signings, that's events. But when I'm out in public, just don't ask. Now, how do you, how do you feel about an actor or an actress having that stance when it's the fans that have made them who they are? I think that he's very wise. Okay. I think he's, he's good for doing that, and I think he's... I think him just making it plain and clear is a good thing. Now, all of us, you know, there's an episode of The Big Bang Theory with Nathan Fillion. And that just, you know, I've heard more and more people say, you know, oh, do you want an autograph or do you want a photo? And they just want to get a photo of them, put it on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And it's, I mean, you just imagine being kind of like that, recognized walking down the street you know you've got to go to the bank or you you need to go and do some shopping you need to go and pick up you know dinner there are stars who still do those things you know i know jennifer garner want to be able to i know jennifer garner and ben affleck have worked really hard to keep a normal family thing going um and actually i was reading another article today about the fact that um william prince william and kate have decided not to tell Prince George that he will be king one day because <laughs> they know it's going to change. It well, he probably will, but the fact was William was told at a very early age that it was his job and it affected him as a child all the way through his childhood that he knew that, you know, 
he couldn't do things, certain things. He wouldn't, you know, if he did that, that it was going to reflect badly and everything else. So he came up not being able to be kind of as true to himself as he wanted to be. So they've decided to well, keep that. Well, you know, we, we, we have a friend who was on the police force for, for the for the the queen's duty yes and and, and prince william made fun and of Harry. him and called him hey fat man because he was out there are this this friend of ours was out for a run uh and and the, the little princes were running behind him calling him hey run fat so man keep going or, yeah and they were making fun of him so come on you can't tell me that it changed everything no, about it him didn't. Since... but anyway they've decided <laughs> and not he scolded to tell them him. though i gotta say that yeah our friend scolded the princes because he was allowed to he was up to because a certain they age. were up to a certain age yeah sorry but go ahead i apologize it was um you know, they've decided not to tell him that. And I understand that. You That's know, good. imagine, you know, being that age and then realizing you're going to school and people won't play with you because you're going to be the future king of England. I mean, it's the same with some of these guys. I really do feel sorry sometimes for these stars who go to Comic-Cons because you kind of feel like you're walking up and down in a zoo with these guys in cages and people are taking photos of them when they're not looking. And you've got, st- I mean, they're standing there for hours sometimes being polite, signing photographs, you know, then taking photographs with people. And they've j- it's a tiring day yeah. and being whisked around. And then every time you just want to take five seconds for yourself because, you know, you just want to go and get a cup of coffee or anything else. Somebody's there going, oh, look, hi, you know, I loved you in this and I loved you in that. And can I take a picture with you? Can you just sign this for me? What? Well, why do people think that? Like social protocol goes out the window sometimes. I, th- yeah. I think, and I've heard people even say this: "Hey, oh, I'll never get another chance. I'll never see this person again. So why don't I go just go do this?" And w- whatever they're saying they're going to go do is going to be rude or disrespectful in some way, but just so they can have their moments, their second with this person that they idolize, maybe or just want to be with quickly. And, and it's something where you're right, as, as just someone that just wants to be an actor and enjoy their craft. It becomes very hard to have a normal life. I heard even uh, Sir Ian McClellan, he's like, you know what? If you want to do this, put your phone away. Just come up and shake my hand. Tell me what I've meant to your life. Have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Don't come up to me and be a, a, a jerk uh, and, and break everything and just be rude to me when, you know, just just say hi. You know, yeah. and but but even still, but I'll be honest. I don't think Shatner even wants that though. No. He wants you to be left alone when he's out, which I'll is be, different. I'll be really honest. I've I've seen a few famous people out and about, and I'm very reticent to go and speak to them for the most part. I have with a couple that I know. In in some respects, um, I know Warwick Davis. We've we've gone and talked to him outside of other things at times and he's very good like that he's actually a person who who's really just the people person wants to talk anyway so that's fine his wife is the same um but in all honesty if i see famous people out i know some people take snapshots and everything else i don't agree with it i'm sorry and that's why i prefer personally when i go to comic cons and you know i go to do you know you can either do a photo or you can do an autograph generally we can't afford to do both I choose the autograph and the reason I do that is because I want that two or three minutes with that person so I can actually say to them, hey, this is how you've meant to me and thank you for your work because I really do appreciate it. And I've really had amazing just moments with, you know, people like John Noble and Missy Pyle and Jamie Bamber and Katie Sackhoff and, you know, Richard Hatch and, and and loads and loads of others. Yeah, but those have been at Comic Con in a setting where it's acceptable. Exactly. 
But it's been that time where I could say to them, yes, I've paid money for it, but I've gone and spoken to them and said, look, I appreciate your craft. I appreciate what you've done. You made me react and feel something when I watched you do that. And that's really cool. And I really appreciate you for doing that. And then, you know what? That's my time. My time is up. I can then go off and leave. And if they want to continue that conversation, brilliant. But if they need to go, that's fine. But you know what? You wouldn't go up to some random person in the street and just keep kind of like poking them or keep janking on their t-shirt every five seconds. And trust me, I, I, you know, I'm not famous. I had a small amount of fame when we lived in America because I was on the radio show. And I did have a few people stop and go, oh, you're that girl from the radio. And you know, I was it's just a lot trying harder to, to be recognized, though. Out. It's more your, your voice, though. Yeah. But, yeah. but I was just trying to check out Walmart a couple of times. And then like the cashiers would know who I was. And they would talk to me and they would also say, hey, you know, I met you at blah, 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 blah. Do you remember me? And I'm like, like <laughs> and it made me feel bad because I didn't. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we were on remotes, we'd meet literally hundreds of people. And I can't, re- you know, my brain is not very good at names anyway. So I found it incredibly difficult. And it was like, I felt bad because these were people who appreciated what I was doing and I couldn't all the time go, oh yeah, da, 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 da. and it, that was difficult for me. Yeah, I've had a couple uh, interactions online. One mm. that says, I disagree. I think almost every actor that, that, that came in because they want some type of fame not to live a normal life. Uh, someone else that said, you know what? If you're out in public, you're fair game. Sorry, you're, you're famous now. Deal with it. This is what comes with the territory. So people kind of fall on both sides of the fence when it comes to uh, you know how we feel about this. I, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. I think there should be some give and take. Having that hard stance policy, it does kind of make you look a little calloused. But, um, but you know, we're up against it. We're up against our hour time. I think we, we should just call it a night. We should let Shatner live in peace. The Shat, you've, you've, you're in your 80s now. He, he, he deserves that time with his grandkids and his family. Just, you know just leave him alone. I think, I think if you're an actor and you, you ask that, I think respect it. I honestly do. There are some that are going to turn around and say, that's absolutely fine. You know, I'm sure if Chris Pratt was walking down the road and you wanted to go and have a photo with him, do you know what? I would say my personal rule, if they're on their own and they're just kind of hanging out, that's absolutely fine. And you can usually tell if someone looks like they're in a hurry as well. With their families, leave them alone. Yeah. They have got limited time to spend with their families because when they're out on shoots, when they're out making those movies and everything that you love, they don't get that time with their families because usually, especially if they're in makeup or anything else, those guys are in makeup at like two, three, four in the morning. Oh, Batista? Spending hours and hours and hours and then at the end of the day, it's all got to come off in certain ways so it can be done and then they want to go home and go to sleep. Yeah. Don't. Just leave them be. Let them have their time. Let them go and have their relaxation and everything else. And if you, you know, they pop up in the bar and sit next to you and, you know, strike up a conversation. It's like my grandfather, you know what? My grandfather was the coolest guy ever because he didn't care who you were. He would tell us about when he was in the 60s, he would go to the Turkish bars. He would work all week. But every couple of weeks, he'd go down to the Turkish bars in London and he would go and he'd have a chat. He met this guy down there all the time and he just enjoyed spending time with him. And we were like, oh, okay, Grand, who was that? And he's like, well, his name was Paul and he was in some insect band. Yeah. Now, obviously, it was some Paul McCartney. Some insect band, yeah. 
you know what? But he didn't care. And he got made a truly good friendship with this man just because he didn't he didn't care. And he just, you know, was like, you know what? That's cool. Let's talk about our lives and everything else and just spend some genuine time with him. Because be yourself. That's yep. what we say. Be unique. Be, be unique. yourself. Yep. You know, don't be don't be fake and don't simper and whine and everything else. Because you know what? There are very few actors out there who are gonna really respond to that. There are some. There are some that yeah. really want that praise and adoration. Want that ego struggle. That's me. They if do. if I was famous, I want you coming up to me asking for autographs, like just just like groveling at my feet. Please do that. If you see me in public, just do that. Just bow down, kind of go, Sean, you take a picture. That's great. I love that. That was you at Sh- at Sherlock when you were in your Doctor Who costume. Yeah, but I didn't mean to be. People just flocked to me. It wasn't my fault. It yeah, was... and I felt like your high-priced PA next year. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, don't dress up as the, the 10th Doctor and then go to a Sherlock convention. For some reason, people liked that. I don't. I didn't get it, but a lot of people yeah. were lining up to take pictures. It was fun. Um, okay, well, I, I think we're done for the night, though. Uh, we didn't really get on video game stuff with all the E3 fallout. There's still a lot there. We'd love to hear from you guys if you want to have more uh, video game talk, more E3 talk. We can definitely add a, a lot more of that in, as well as even comics. Where, man, this all got neglected for for san diego today but we uh had a great time though we had a great time at comic-con we have a great time here yeah with you we guys. put a video up on the facebook site the geek ug of uh we just did a little quick like little snippet of us at comic-con and me and my rainbow dash outfit um uh, with the stormtroopers and with soka and fluttershy and all that sort of thing so you can check out where we were as the Trash Panda and as Dad Paul. Yep. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Everywhere. And Facebook. Everywhere. At The Geek UG. Yep, the Geek UG. Just look it up. And then on, on iTunes, though, you just type in The Geek Underground. You'll find us there, which I think you should have if you are listening right now. Um, or if you're watching. If you want to really listen. Or if you're watching right now. Yeah. Go and check it out on iTunes. But I think we're good. I think this is it. So you guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us tonight. Those that have followed us on uh, our, our live stream, we appreciate the input. We appreciate the highs and the buys and uh, the love the love that you guys send our way. It just it makes us feel special. See, that's, that's the kind of stuff I need, guys. Again, more of that. More of that, that ego stroking. You know, I'm the guy in public. That... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but again, from the geek underground, Livy. I am the Trash Panda, and I say, be unique. Uh, And then mine is, don't forget to be awesome, guys, because you are. It's just sometimes we forget. So go out in the world. Don't forget to be awesome. Uh, Be you and, and make just an awesome difference today. So we love you guys. Have a great night. Have a great day. And we'll uh, see you next time. Bye. The Geek Underground will return next week. Until then, don't forget to be awesome. That is some really staticky fireworks that I'm going to take out much later at a different point. Yeah, that's all gone too. That's all gone too. Um, and Scott would like an autograph, so we're going to get some headshots up. I'm going to start. I'm going to mail those headshots out. Maybe we'll get a couple of those going. Oh, we've got. Um, talk in the mic for. We're done recording. We've, we've got, got uh, oh, Lego. Put it we've down. We've got Lego. Uh, Lego Dimensions characters to give away as well. We can give those away. If you, if you want one, just drop us in the inbox. It's true. Oh.